baseball fans. BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free to play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free to play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This program is a proud member of Univaz. Unified, unique voices. Learn more at univazpods.net. Hey, what's up? It's Steve Rodriguez of Talk About Gay Sex. Happy summertime. Do me a favor and go to our website, tagspodcast.com, T-A-G-S podcast.com, where you can sign up for our newsletter, get updates, see my blog, and check out pictures. So enjoy another episode of Talk About Gay Sex. And when you're done, go to our website, tagspodcast.com. Hey, what's going on? You are listening to Talk About Gay Sex. I'm your host, Steve Rodriguez, here in New York City, alongside my co-host, Jeremy Ross Lopez. Hi. How are you? Good, how are you? Good, good. You're going away this weekend, right? Long Island? Yeah. To um, Well, I'm going to Gloucester, actually, but the start is in Long Island. Gloucester yeah. is also in Long Island? No, that's in Massachusetts. Okay, got yeah. it. Okay, I can't keep track. <laughs> got it, got it. Well, we are very excited today. Um, somebody I met over the weekend. But I've met him before He's a dancer He's a cabaret performer He's going to tell us a lot more about him He goes by Luca Luca, how are you doing? Oh, hi Thanks for having me I'm yeah. doing well, thank you It's different seeing you with more clothes on Yes, very different yeah. I'm sure you, most of the people don't recognize me when I have clothes on <laughs> <laughs> The pink hair isn't a giveaway The pink uh, hair Sometimes, nice. <laughs> but for the most part They take like a minute or two And they're like, oh, I actually know you yeah. yeah. Luca, you're Italian, yes? Uh, yes, Is I that am. the accent we're getting? Uh, yes. Nice. What part I'm of the... I'm actually an actor. This is, I'm actually from New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, okay. right. Uh, well, don't ruin my fantasy. Let's no, make I'm you Italian. from Italy. What part of Italy are you from? Uh, I'm close by Venice on the Northeast, so the Veneto region. Nice. I was there last year, and I love Venice. I mean, obviously, Venice is very touristy, but um, it's gorgeous. I'm like 30 minutes away from it. Uh, and I was talking so much uh, shit um, about Venice. And I went back two years ago with my partner. And I was like, oh, actually, it's a really beautiful city. Yeah. <laughs> it's stunning. Maybe yeah. you have to step away from it to yeah, come back. Yeah, you kind of have to, like, as you said, step away and kind of, like, remember that it is actually a beautiful city. Forget a tourist. Yes. It's very fantastic. And this is the part where, where uh, masks and masquerade is, like, a just a theme of yes. something that they have. Especially during the carnival. Okay. Yeah, I bought a couple. I love that part. Ones. He has a book that I was I'm like obsessed with with all the masks and like p- pictures that are taken in Venice. Yes, yes, and we did a masquerade, kind of a leather masquerade yeah, for ball. Christmas. You'll have to come this yeah, year. Yeah, we'll do it come. again. Absolutely. <laughs> and real quick, before we get into what you do, um, Italy in general, at least when I've been there, whether it be Rome or even Venice, I didn't notice a whole lot. I mean, yes, there's gay bars, and in Rome they do sort of a summer gay festival, but 
is there a lot of gay presence and sexuality? I mean, obviously they're sexual, they're Italians, but... I feel like, I feel they're still very conservative. There are very few towns that are more open-minded. With the Vatican and all. Yeah, I would say like Milan lately is actually very open-minded. I know, so. I was just going to say that. I went there and the only gay thing that I went to was uh, a, a gay circuit party, but it was like outside of Milan. Like you, the taxi drove like to farmland and it was like in a like deserted field and I can't remember what the name was called but it was I think it was actually called The Farm and it was a circuit party that was like out in the middle of a field and there was like sex and two stages set up and like it was a really cool party but that was the only gay thing that I saw but there are like several bars (laughs) in Milan and they're very open I would say they're more open minded than other Italian at least the last time I came back I was very surprised um, Rome is still very conservative. I remember, so my partner and I went to Rome, and my friend Maria, she's an 80 years old lesbian, was keeping. How point, old? 80, 80. 80, wow. She was pointing to parks, and she said, That's where you and your partner should go and fuck. And I was confused. <laughs> I love that when she's 80 and she's still yeah. got it. What part were you confused that like you I didn't was, know? Well, I was kind of confused why she's pointing to parks and not to bars. Or like to, I don't know, like cruising area, they're like in a dark rooms place or something. Mm-hmm. And I just realized that not that many gay bar in Rome. Right. And they're very few and they're all so conservative that the only way they can have sex is actually going to parks. Yeah, yeah. And they don't always allow women in some of these bars. No, uh, very We tried few. to bring my sister once and they were oh, like, really? uh-uh, not having it. Yeah, I mean, so what did they do or say? She just couldn't come in. I mean, That's it was so yeah, awkward. It's not America where yeah. you know where yeah. you have to. Well, mm-hmm. kind of, yeah, right. So, but we love Italy. And anyways, I ran into you the other day at a bar here dancing. Um, you were dancing in my jockstrap. In your jockstrap, <laughs> yes, how. and allegedly, um, <laughs> allegedly. Um, I remember that view. <laughs> yep. But um, before we get in the two topics that I wanted to talk about on this show, um, you also do cabaret. You're a go-go dancer here yeah, in town. Yeah, I do go-go dancer. I do burlesque performance, uh, uh, some cabaret sometimes. Uh, um, I'm, I used to work in theater, so I sort of brought my passion back. And I wanted to work with my community. I used to work in a restaurant in the Upper East Side, which I hated. I hated my life for it. <laughs> and I hate all those you know, very rich people that were not that nice. So to, Upper East, yep. Uh, so I just decided, you know what, I want to work with my community again and be happy. And if I had to be naked or in jockstrap for it, I'll do it. But I'm going to be with my community. And so that's it. Cool. So we're not mad at it. We're happy Me you're either. part of the and community. And you love being naked, too. Oh, my God, yeah. I'm a, I'm a nudist, so <laughs> yeah. I love to be naked. He does, too. I mean, like, ju- just uh, it's fun and interesting when you meet people that in- really enjoy it because I'm so not like that. Right. But I love, I mean, it's definitely something excellent to look at. Yeah. And when people love it and, and embrace it, it's even more fun. We'll talk more about the party that you promote that is about uh, nudity, Mm -hmm. but um, two of the things I wanted to talk to you about, we wanted to talk to you about, was this thing that you mentioned to me that I had never heard of called popper training. Mm -hmm. And yes, you all, um, we're talking about the poppers that we all do, some of us use in bed, is usually how, you know, to enhance the euphoria, some people use it to get fucked. The climax. Yeah, but tell us a little bit about what popper training is. So I... (laughs) <laughs> I, a friend of mine kind of mentioned it to me, and since I have a very weird imagination, I was very curious about it. Uh, so they're basically the trainer that you find online, 
and there are a minute, I would say like 10 minutes to like 45 minutes long video where you have instruction on how to use your popper. And usually they start something like, uh, um, all hits are mandatory, you have to do it, uh, follow the instruction, and it's usually like, open your popper, then inhale, hold it for a certain amount of seconds, or do, I don't know, four to five hit, hold it, and then exhale. And there are usually like a lot of sexy images of sexy men. Yeah, I think I read in an article after I, you told me that people will put together sort of a montage of porn clips, yes. maybe porn clips that oh, we would see. Oh, while you're watching the training video? Mm -hmm. Well, actually, but ahead of time, people have put these clips together, right? Yeah. And, and then somebody is sort of voiceovering, talking over these clips of video, instructing you. Oh, so while you. you're taking the hits, you're looking at this yeah. at the same time. Yeah, you may have, like, uh, the first one that came across was, um, so my, my partner is African-American, and I was very fascinated about <clears throat> the race, popper trainer. Uh, so one of the team was this guy that, so in this case was all about um, you're a white bitch and you're gonna have to like listen to me. The other one that I came close was like the daddy training. It's oh. like you're you know my slutty bottom and I'll be your daddy. <laughs> uh, oh. I found some where like there are girls with men that like you have to be a sissy boy and they'll train you to suck a gay dick. Oh my god, that's wow. awesome. so they're on camera too, right? Like so some so yeah some of the people that are talking are on camera. Some that just a montage of different pornos. And then some I was reading they'll put together like music that kind of goes along with the training and yes. isn't some of the point of it to be edging? Yeah, I felt almost like if you're in a circuit party, kind of like that, kind of like house music, I don't know, Berlin, right. dark room. Works best. So like you get, <clears throat> apparently they tell you to take off all your clothes and then what you're supposed to do is try to like sort of add yourself and don't come until it's the end of the video when they tell you to come. And for those people that don't know, edging is sort of that thing where you build up the, the climax, essentially, without ever coming. So you get closer and closer and closer without trying your best to not come so that you prolong the session, yes? Yeah, that and, is correct. But you know what also it's good for is for premature ejaculation, training. It's also good for, um, like, bigger loads mm -hmm. because if you don't, if you come all the time, obviously, Jeremy, um, <laughs> yeah, you might have better, bigger loads. I don't know, but I'm never slacking in that department. But it yeah. comes from a tantric kind of practice. Yeah. I would say like those have a dull, the positive effect, but at the same time, you're also inhaling a huge amount of popper. So that's yes. Go no, go ahead. No, so that's you know something that you may also consider if you're doing popper training. Right. Well, like maybe doing the right state of mind, and now when I like I did one day, I was like drunk. It's like oh, I'm gonna do popper trainer, and I almost passed out in the bathroom. <laughs> yes, yes. No, and we should mention, and I was reading an, up on articles is using poppers in general, however you consume them. Yeah. I mean, it's you should be in a good state of health. And, yeah. yes. You know, the FDA is hasn't like put out recommendations for these that say there's safe amounts to use. Yes. So you need to kind of like use them with your own discretion. And when we also say trainers, these um, these are not like, you know, people didn't go to school for this training. It's sort of like they've taken on the title, correct? Of that is correct. Yeah, right. So 
often porn stars too? Um, no, I saw like more regular people. I, w- I would say I saw, I mean, they're porn star in the clip, but I saw regular people just like jerking off and say, do a hit with me, and they'll do a hit on videos. And also like I, I was so fascinated that I'm trying to find what the formula is and what's the right amount of pulper you're supposed to inhale because some of them that would be like, oh, every two minutes you do a hit. Some other would be like every minute. And then the old things are, and then some of the things are impossible to do. Like they'll ask you to inhale for 12 seconds. And I go to yoga sometimes. And oh, it's and then really hard too? to like inhale for 12 seconds. Yeah. And then hold it for like 14 seconds. And I oh, my Lord. So, and Some then I thought that, that because sounds, he does yoga and then suck your own dick and yeah, yeah it's no, like, this sounds like so strange like oh right right wow um, did you in your experience did you have like really amazing orgasms or, or what's the allure or the, the like why do you like it so much I think I mean I I'm fascinated by different fetishes, so that's been my fetish for the past, I don't know, two, this three months. This is your current fetish, yeah. Yeah, that's my current fetish. I think the <laughs> fact that, like, to see how, like, how much you can, like, how much you can add yourself. And push your limits. And push your limits, and also knowing that you're doing so much popper, how much popper can you take before your body will tell you, I'm about to pass out. Right, right, or pass out in the bathroom like you yes. did, yeah. <laughs> Would you say well, it's why, more so. submissive when you watch it, uh, like, in, in the sense of the viewer, do they does do the video seem to make you the more submissive one by being the one watching it? I think so. And like, taking their direction. Yeah, I think most of the it video sounds like that. That's seems what, okay. in that direction. Yeah, because you mentioned daddy, or uh, sissy you mentioned boy. sissy yeah. boy, or like you have a fetish for, I guess, darker skinned men, maybe, or not a fetish, but you like. Yeah, definitely yeah. more fascinated. So yeah, so I guess it does kind of sound like it's more. Submissive, yeah. which is great. Yeah, yeah. There, I found there are very few. They're more about uh, like eating ass, but they're very few. The most of them are like 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 you said. Like they're more like about you're just submissive. I'll tell oh, you what it, to that do. That would be just interesting to watch. But now that I think ass. about it, training like when you hire a trainer, like yeah. a workout trainer in general, you when you go any kind of class, you are <laughs> learning from somebody who has more knowledge. So <laughs> just the whole dichotomy of how it's set up is sort of you're yeah. going to be this, that just makes sense I didn't think of that until yeah. a second but yeah huh that is really fascinating um, and but you also do poppers like um, don't you do them like when you're out and about because I have some friends that have, when they're out dancing I have my girlfriends that re- I have like two girlfriends that actually do it at the club too and it's funny because they found out about it from me just what poppers were I think I had like a party and they were over once and they saw jungle juice on my bureau or whatever and so they were like what is this and one of my girlfriends is adventurous and she (laughs) sniffed it and then she brought it with us to the club and she just kept taking hits on the dance floor and I was like it was so funny because I've never done it until then like out in public or at a club or something right right you just have to again be careful right because it's raising your heart rate yeah well and it makes me lightheaded so like I'd rather be uh in a bed and watching porn or with somebody doing it than be like in an atmosphere where there's a lot of people around. I feel yeah, like it would and make hot, blood rush and more. Yeah, you're hot already. You're dancing, <coughs> raising your heart rate and then you're drinking alcohol yeah. and then you're layering on poppers. Yeah, I mean, it's you like might a lot wanna, going on in the mix. Yeah, maybe you're doing coke or the drugs. That's not the, <laughs> that's not the right combination. Right, yeah, well, in, but, exactly. But it's so, so many gay men, like a few gay men doing it, especially like in Brooklyn, more than in Manhattan, uh, or like a more like 
clubs that are more sexual than I saw some people doing popper. I don't know. For me, like I don't care, especially because when I'm in a club, I'm dancing. So right. I just want to dance. Mm-hmm. And I'm already very sexual, so I don't need to be even more hyper-stimulated. Yeah. Right, right, right. Have you ever thought of being um, in any of these trainer videos? or? I thought about doing it some myself, but I don't know if I have uh, the time. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, right. Uh, you seem like you have a lot going on. But also like because I feel like pop bear can be like too overwhelming sometimes. I mentioned my 80 or so lesbian friends. Yes. I'm listening to a lot of their advices. And she's like, you should use Papa when you're about to orgasm. Yes. I, because then you have <laughs> one of the best and strong orgasm. So that's what I've been doing lately, too. And I've, I do the same exact thing. And I actually learned just from my start of using them. I did it during. But then I, then I realized that, uh, like he was saying, his friend said, if you do it right before you climax, it's oh. really like amazing feeling and you also feel like you're ending like you're when you're finishing off that you're in the porn video i don't know it's just like it's more intense i think at the ending than it is during i think i like that idea of sort of building up a little bit and the climax moment and you Um, do a healthier amount i think because sometimes the other reason people use them and we had a we have a ongoing doctor that comes on our show dr goldstein and some people use them for like to bottom or if they're gonna take like a huge dildo or a huge cock, to they'll relax. use it to sort of relax. And he sort of advised against that because when you're dealing with your ass region, um, he prefers men to like prep ahead of time if you know you're gonna get fucked that night yeah. or you know it's gonna with be a larger. Toys and stuff. With a toy, like use a butt plug to like warm up essentially to naturally relax and the muscles. And don't rely on the poppers. Well, he says it's a natural muscle down there. And if you are constantly sort of using poppers to maybe numb, if you will, that mm-hmm. region, you're not really aware of the muscle and how it's opening up the way it maybe it should or could. And so to use poppers for that, he didn't recommend. But I like poppers for sort of edging, mm-hmm. building up that amazing orgasm that could happen in the end. Yeah. I think that's kind of cool for that. And you know, and people can do whatever they want. But yeah. just a note from Dr. Goldstein on that. <laughs> yeah. Does your um, partner, you call him your boyfriend, whatever, does he like these? Does he know that you... He actually hates popper. That's so funny. Oh yeah. my God, really? Because <laughs> they gave him headache. So um, I think one day we watched a popper trainer together video and he was like, fine, I'll help you out. Ajin, you know, we'll, we'll do it. I hate popper, but we'll, I'll do Teamwork. it. I love you. Teamwork. Yeah. And yeah, he doesn't do it too much. Uh, I think like if he bottoms sometimes he does it. Just to like we just talk about that. Right, right. I like to do it on the bottom sometimes. Um, but uh, there used to be a popper that um, you say kind of bring you into the, like a porno scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think they changed. There's the same brand, but they changed the formula. And every time I was doing it, it really brought me into a porno scene. That was so interesting. And like when you're watching it, you feel like you're in it. Yeah, when I'm doing it, I felt like I was in a porno scene. Mm-hmm. Wow. Just by doing popper. That particular one. Yeah. It's interesting because, like, you know, we go to a place where they sell them, Jeremy, yeah. and you see them all there. And to me, I'm like, are, are, I guess not all poppers are the same and alike, right? There's 
people like different ones. Yeah, well, I heard that there's one that I think that I think it was like forty or forty five dollars <throat> on a, at a store on Christopher Street, and I went there with my friend like two weeks ago to like get it. Did you have gold and, flakes in it or something? No, it's but it's like known as the best one, and I don't want to say the name. Right. But <clears throat> yeah. They said they took it off the shelf because uh, people that were also on the same street got. Uh, caught and fined for selling them. So, like, I still think it's one of those things that it is, like, not underground, but it's not all over the place or really, it's really not ultimately legal to sell, I don't think. And so, uh, they said they'll, it will come back again, but it's off the shelf for now. Yeah, they still have to be able uh, to be uh, careful how they put it in the market or something like that to change the name of it. And the label and the way that it looks and the presentation. So that's why like a lot of places have nail polish remover Mm -hmm. on the outside. And a lot of people make like dumb jokes or just ask like certain questions of like referencing that and it's not nail polish remover it's just that it's better to have that on the label than it is to say like sex juice or something you know what right, i mean or right like, yeah and whatever you do <clears throat> don't ever spill them or oh we have one I've friend i've spilled them in my nose before like literally a, laying down i had a guy and once it's not a good feeling i had a guy once that was like above me and did it and it spilled right into my eye no. and talk about killing the oh moment oh my god yeah completely. did you have to get up yeah and I like, mean I pushed him away I yeah. ran to the bathroom mm-hmm. I put tons of water on my eye yeah. I can imagine you freaking still out still put more tons of water on my I put like Drops a bucket and, shit. <laughs> and finally needless to say end of story on the sex that day yeah. or night whatever but yeah don't do that and then we had another friend that he lives with his mom and I think they broke his mom like broke a bottle of it. Oh yeah, and it fell or something. Yeah. How you know how those vapors mm-hmm. are? You can always tell when someone does. It's poppers. strong. And the whole vapors in in his apartment smelled like that. And his mom didn't know and what it was. It's really difficult to get rid of that if so it's she's fa- older. If it's and spills. he was like saying, "Oh, that was I don't know what he some like." <laughs> perfume or something they almost had to vacate in the place and days later he said they could still oh kind of smell that even with windows open yeah, and it that was shit's huge really hard to and his get mom out. to this day was like what was that don't worry about it mom she knows that don't it worry about serious. it just know that you broke it and <laughs> that's so funny my mom has seen it before in my uh because uh when I go home and visit, I bring like just a toiletry bag or something and she's seen it in there because she's nosy and she'll see like my face wash and stuff and she saw my little uh, popper bottle of like jungle juice or whatever that was in there and she's like, what the hell is that? And I'm like, mom, you don't want to know and she just left it at that. Yeah, it's not something you want your mom to see really <laughs> no, ever. No, and it's you also have to awkward it. to like explain it and I'm like, we're... I mean, you, we're barely explaining what's tell, going on here. You could here, tell so. that someone so much but that's enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You did say... Uh, oh, Go ahead. No, I um, just a random thing, but like also there was like a popper that was costing like thirty seven dollar, which I think I still found it. I think it's as, a, as a, I'm not gonna say the name. I think it's a white label. And yes, it have the name. That's the one that I was yeah. talking about. It's so, an all white label, but it's it doesn't say anything on yeah, it. Yeah, maybe on our Patreon page, which we're coming out with, we'll list that yeah. people, yeah. and I'll tell you more about that. But yeah, and then it was basic. It's basically a lot of people were using it because it doesn't give you that much headache, and as a, as other popper, but still strong. But it's still strong. And then the other thing right now, if you notice, I know we went off topic from Popper Trainer to Popper, but if you notice, there's a lot of Popper at the bodega. 
lately. Oh, I don't really? know I've seen that. him at the bodega. Yeah, I've seen just Rush. Not at, at my the bodega, bodega across the street. Are you talking like Washington Heights? No, I've seen Rush at like in Hell's Kitchen bodegas, like a whole thing of it behind the counter. Wow. And usually they're a bigger one, but the the problem <clears> with that is that the formula is different, so they're usually weaker. Okay. And and also they're not as safer I feel safe. shady yeah <laughs> well yeah and again we should say that because they're not FDA approved yeah. and really on the market you know do your homework yes. people and everything in moderation I think is key yeah and Luca you said something about um, that I read in this article uh, about when you did it with your your partner um, he's not really into it, but he did it with you. And that's one of the things they recommended is that because, you know, poppers can really affect people which differently. And when you're, say, alone doing this. It's not as safe, um, yeah. Like they say, do a buddy system type thing or, or your partner. And I think that was cool that your partner did do that with no, you. No, it's true. Because, you know, heaven forbid, but at least he was there in case, you know, you passed out again. I mean, or, I done, uh, there was a moment like uh, that I remember like in a club where you know I was drinking a lot and like this guy was very sexual with me and my partner was somewhere in the other I don't know in, in another stall somewhere I don't know where he was <laughs> but it gave me this popper which I never did and it was so strong that I literally I was about to like I literally was almost passing out so you have to be careful yes you know and I agree with you I, I like I like doing it with, when I'm with someone usually but like popper trainer yes most of the time you're gonna do it by yourself so you do have to be careful yeah note on popper I just discovered what popper was in the 80s uh, so apparently um, there were this uh, capsule of glasses that you would break and you will inhale it from your nose. And they were given to older people that have heart problem to make their heart palpitate more. Oh. So oh one of God. these uh, old gay guy that we know, he actually owned a beautiful uh, gallery in Soho. Uh, he was saying how his gra- uh, grandmother used to ask him to get the popper for her. And that was prescribed by doctor. But why would you want your heart rate to beat faster if you had a bad heart well because they had she had she, her, her heart couldn't speed fast oh, almost like a uh, what do you call those the pacemakers or so pace? it helped uh, circulate the blood faster yeah. like a pace <clears throat> they put those inside yeah. people that need to and you sometimes eat. carry it or walk with it yeah interesting so her heart couldn't go fast enough and she felt like she needed to like kind of step it kind up kind step it up they would, go, they would go to the pharmacy they would break this capsule made of glass and wow. then they would inhale it and apparently there was some uh, fabric around the, the capsule because the when you break it and you open it you didn't want to cut your hand did your 80 year old friend tell you this? Peter? yeah he's, and he said you know that the popper compared to what they used to do in the 80 they're very different they're nothing compared to that and you know when you used to go to the piers uh, and the smell of popper was intense wow sure wow um, <clears throat> I want to meet her. She should be on the show, right? <laughs> she should be on the show. Does she live here in New York? Uh, she, she come to visit sometimes. Oh, so let me know. I will let you know. Okay. Also, did the uh, Popper Trainer videos ever do the spray uh, version Ooh, of Poppers? Because no. I've tried it before and I... Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single... 
double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. And I thought it was interesting. It's definitely I've definitely like a nose the, spray. Or? No, uh, so you the, there's a different type. Uh, I think the the only brand I've ever seen is called Max, Maximum Impact. Yes, and uh, it's like a metal can, and you spray it onto a cloth, and then you inhale the oh, cloth, I and you put it up talking. close. Yeah, and you like cover here and you just like in those bad movies back in the days where they would like try and like <laughs> yes, get yes. the bad guy and uh-huh. do that and put yes, it to their face but, and they yeah, fall and down suffocate but, you or whatever but yeah. I'm sure that's the feeling so I don't know what your experience is but I my... tried it I didn't I didn't love it because I thought the bottle you can regulate the amount better and you can make, have more intense like the longer you do it or whatever or how many sniffs you take yes. and I didn't find that the cloth was more intense it wasn't necessarily it you it was still noticeable. I just didn't like it yeah. as much. I feel like I I didn't see that many people use it. I I saw a friend of mine that is a porn star, and uh, is a top. Also, the, the there's a misconception because I always like to joke about you're such a big bottom for using popper, but a lot of top actually use like too. to use yeah. it too to get excited sure. and aroused. <clears throat> uh, but like he's a top, and he actually like to use the spray before a scene, which I found it fascinating. Uh, and I had someone else that asked me to use it with him, uh, but his fantasy was like he wanted to like pass out almost dead. Oh, and then oh fuck God. you! <laughs> and I didn't realize how intense it was. How I was like almost losing my consciousness. So those are very strong. Yeah, I would definitely that's something I would not recommend. But <laughs> if that's your thing, why not? I just I the first time I used it was at IML when I had uh, sex with somebody there last year. And they had it, and that was like I knew what it was, but I had never used it, and I was a little nervous. But I, I, we both tried it, and it was good. I mean, it's very different from just having control of the bottle. The only reason I would like it is that if you could spray it like on a black silk, beautiful you cloth, you could do because that. Because I like that would be so. You know, I, I those bottles are not very appealing no, to me no, but if but I had a yeah, beautiful you black just keep it silky on the cloth, cloth but you want something that to will to me re- that would work with you want my something aesthetic. heavier than silk bitch classy you know? yeah class. it's not I'm a, a fucking photo shoot with the poppers <laughs> well okay this is great um, but I did want to move on also to talk about because when I was talking to you the other night you mentioned you were in a relationship for seven mm. years yes, yes with the same guy you mentioned he was black mm-hmm. I only say that because you said that um, but we were talking about you know the key to being together with him for so long and you said you tried open opening up the relationship at, and different phases of that um, yeah talk a little bit about that and how when you first opened it up it was more playing together mm-hmm. talk about that uh, so also one thing that I should say like we've been together for seven seven and a half uh, we actually married for four years so, oh wow yeah. awesome very cool uh, and um, you know, before going to what you ask, uh, maybe one of the things that we should say is that uh, on the second date that we have, we actually sort of talk about everything that we want to do. 
That's uh, right. You told me about that. Talk about that. That's great. Oh, that's awesome. So we had a lot of <clears throat> uh, fetishes in common. And, you know, we sit down. We said, let's have a conversation. Which fetish do you have? And which fetish do I have? So along the way, if I see you, I don't know, someone doing something, and I'm not into that, then at least you can explore yourself. Uh, so that's when the conversation about open relationship happened. And from there, we talk about religion, getting married, and if, and if you want to do have children. Wow, the second day. Yeah. Did you find that some of your fetishes at the time were um, the similar or the same, or were there some that shocked him or shocked you, where you're like, oh, I don't know about that? I don't think that like, they never shocked each other or we never shook each other with the fetishes uh, some that were just very surprised like okay I'm not interested but great have, have at it yeah <laughs> go ahead uh, but we met over water sports actually oh okay <laughs> yeah on date one or uh, on day three I think wow <laughs> juicy yeah uh, literally of, juicy a friend of us <laughs> was telling us like oh you should really date him because he because you're both kinky motherfuckers and because you like water sports too nice wow Um, so sorry you were asking about um, open relationship and how things had well I guess now that you said this was one of the things that you discussed in that second date I want to be in an open relationship or I want to did you was that one of the things that you discussed yeah that was like one of the first things that we talk about it we like you know what what your fetishes are and you know, if you, how do you feel about monogamous? How do you feel about open relationship? And what we said or sort of agree of was, well, you know, I would like to be monogamous at first because I do want to get to know you and to see who you are. And I don't want you to spend half of the time on Grindr or on Leather Bar just to try to hook up with someone else. I want to get to know who you are. So if you open up, then we can really know to know each other initially initially and then be you know more safe and secure of who we are in relationship uh so yeah we say actually after nine months on valentine's day we went to um the bar that you and i met yes uh, <laughs> and um i thought it was going to be something very romantic and it was like actually i was looking for someone to look in an eyes having sex who said that you were my him? partner wow okay but um like a threesome yeah, but it's like, but we just realized it was Valentine's Day, so it's not going <laughs> to uh, happen. Hallmark Day. Yeah, and I suggested, you know what, we're going to go to this kinky bar. I'm sure we're going to find someone else. And we found um, two guys. More oh, than not just one? Else. <laughs> and we thought they were a couple. Yeah. Well, that's what they told us. Okay. And we're like, you know what, why not? And that was, that was our first uh, uh, foursome, I guess. Some say that um, anything beyond threesomes is af- often better too because we've talked a little bit on this show mm-hmm. that threesomes <clears throat> it's can, an odd number so it's kind of a it's weird it's an odd mix. number oftentimes the, the special guest the one that's not in the relationship gets too much of the attention and then it or maybe you know is drawn to one or the other a little bit more or one you two in the couple might be drawn to you know what I mean the, to get that equal di- you know synergy between the three of you and doesn't need to be equal but can it can be skewed sometimes so four some or numbers like that can sometimes be better i think no it was fun and also we're like my partner's verse i'm more bottom verse uh but at the time it was fully top i was fully bottom so we found someone that was exactly the same and i remember we fucked for like we fucked the whole night and then 
uh, you know, after we say goodbye, you know, we reclose the relationship. And for two months and a half, every time we're fucking, we're like, oh my God, do you remember how great it was that night that we had sex? <laughs> so it was actually, you know, something that we brought into the relationship That's and cool. made us very excited about what we were doing. Um, so you closed it off again and then... Yeah, we started to like, you know... We're, just um, you two. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't like really a conversation it started to happen yeah. we're like well you know okay we out of our fun if it happened again we'll mm-hmm. see we'll talk about it at what point did it open back up again where you re- wanted to one of you or both of you wanted to revisit that probably I, I, I cannot recall it precisely but maybe like I don't know after three or four months we're like oh let's explore it let's, and you, you mentioned about threesome right so I feel like sometimes you have to find the perfect partner or at least we think we do. No, yeah, I like to have, um, I notice like to me, if you add another person, it's nice to have someone that is in relationship. Right. Because they sort of know the dynamic mm-hmm. and you know that, and he will know that you both need attention. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, I, I in somehow I agree with you when you say it's, if the number is more, it can be more pleasurable because then you don't have the risk to have someone that is drawn more on, on one person or the other person. Right, right. Um, so it changed for you because um, I know you said you were telling me that now your open relationship is a little bit different. Talk to me about how it's changed yeah, for you. Yeah, I feel like um, I feel like when you come to open a relationship, everybody that it's like prep. It's not for everybody, but everybody should consider it. I like that. Yes. Uh, so I don't know like you you evolve as a human being and you evolve as as a couple um, so things change you know within a year or within two or three years uh, um, and the rules are changing too right you know if you're open to communicate then the rules are not going to be the same all the time right and I like that I like what you're saying because I think we talked about that the other night where I was saying that's so great that on day two you guys kind of laid out sort of this framework blueprint of what you guys thought you guys would want and that's awesome but I think the good communication part is definitely key to keeping it because, I, interesting, yes, keeping it course. strong. But, but I mean, I think what he was saying, what I was going to say, is that p- things change. Yeah. Like, he, although they, that's who they were then. Yeah. Like, like he, years down the road, year, you're yeah. not necessarily going to feel this. Life changes, we careers. All change too. You get yeah. older. You you find new fetishes. Mm-hmm. You know, the sexual so. drive. Yes. Or you yeah. were bottom, and now you are, yeah. are more. I'm like verse. Drake. <laughs> I'm started from the bottom, and now I'm very. So. <laughs> Did you say you're like Drake? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I start, that's a girl. You should love that, Jeremy. Yeah. No, that's really good. Um, and so now, do you find that you want to um, have, continue the open relationship, but at times um, you play separately, and that's what's now discussed? So we. Uh, so um, okay. So to summon it up, um, I, well, let's say we started. Uh, we started with like what the foursome, uh, but then we said let's have a threesome. Uh, then also because we are in an interracial relationship, that was another factor for us. So when there were black guys coming into the relationship, they were like trying to play more with me and be jealous of Myron. When there were white guys, they were trying to play more with him and less with me. Uh, that was at the beginning. I think I remember that when I first met you guys, they said that like in the scene, that w- that's a that was a thing because yeah. that would happen or... 
they'd pick or choose one or the other. Yeah, so we found for some reason that <clears throat> Latino were the one that worked best because it's in the middle. Yeah, because oh. the like black man, Hello, and the like white man. Latino here. <laughs> yeah. Put us in the mix so, uh, in the in the, uh, in the casting process. <laughs> yeah, we had like uh, we had like <laughs> the beauty lovers. of having a show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they, they sort of work out great for us, and uh, and a lot of them were verse, so they were you know they were. They were perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, then we sort of like I sort of explore like um, more like a romantic, I would say, connection. Uh, and so my partner is somehow, and we had like a lover for like over a year and a half, and that was our main lover. He was in relationship as well. Uh, it was an inter- in, in an interracial relationship, and my partner started loving only black men for some reason. Really? Yeah, he was like. So a, the one that you brought in had his own separate relationship, but then he was also apart with you guys. But yeah. it was just you three. Yes. And then he was in a different relationship Correct. with someone else. Okay. But then you're also saying, <clears throat> as alongside that, that your partner started to have a thing for black men. Black men. Yes. Yeah, so that oh, was that was also fascinating and interesting. That is interesting. What did you think about that? I, I thought it was very fascinating, and then it was fascinating because I. Sort so when I first come to New York, you're all excited. It's like you're like in a kids in a candy shop. Yeah, and, I still am. But and you yeah, try a little bit of everything. <laughs> Eleven years later, um, you try a little bit of everything, and I discover I, I was always very subconscious about my big ass. But now I'm loving it. But I was very surprised. Are you kidding? I'm Everybody loves kidding. big ass. I know. I mean, oh, you're talking to like Mr. Lover of big ass over here. <laughs> he but knows I, that. That's how I met him. Okay. All right. <laughs> but I I discovered that um, I'm gonna generalize. It's not always the same. But like usually black and Latino in New York mm-hmm. City are attracted from men with bigger ass. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, perfect. And, and like, usually have as well. Typically, it's like a, yeah, a trait some, yeah. of Latinos as well. And actually, yeah. those are my favorite bottom to fuck lately. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yes. Wow. Um, and um, I don't know where, where I was going with that. But yeah, I just discovered that. So it sort of happened. And, uh, and then when I was in a relationship with my partner, after he realized, you know what, I'm thinking I'm going to be only into black men, I sort of did the opposite. Besides you. Yeah, beside me, it's like you're my only. Italian. <laughs> yeah, that's when you, yeah, I'm an Italian, and yeah. Um, and so I started doing the opposite, and I started, started to explore more and more, like, well, I want to do this, and I want to, like, why limit myself to one thing only? You know, if I'm attracted to someone, let's just go with whatever person I'm attracted to. Right. You know, I can have, I can have preference, but mm-hmm. also I can be, you know, more open-minded. Lately, uh, Asian top. I think are such an underrated category. Yes, yeah. Uh, there are so many, and and it's you know we're talking about stereotypes and be submissive and everything. There's such a stereotypes that Asian men that are they're only submissive, submissive, yeah. and they're gonna be uh, you <clears throat> know not they're true, just, no, yeah. just absolutely not true. I have actually a lot of friends that complain about it. Hopefully that's going away. But you did say something, and I'm curious about um, because we've had people reach out to us about interracial relationships. In fact, we had this one couple that we kind of got, that innocently wrote in, Mm -hmm. um, and I got a little bit of flack for it on the show, like people writing in, like, you didn't handle that very well, but it was essentially a guy, a white guy, who's in a relationship with a black man, um, so similar to you, although he was American, um, and they went to Asia 
and they were on the dance floor, and the email went on to say, it was the white guy that emailed me to say that while we were going out on the dance floor, it seemed like most, and they were exploring their open relationship, um, that many of the Asians that, were, that came on to them came on to him, the white guy only, and he felt a little bit bad for his partner that he's married to mm-hmm. because he, because of the skewed sort of um, attention he was getting. And he says his you know, husband is gorgeous too. It's just that the, I guess the ideal was, he was getting more fetishized and, and anyways, however we handled it, we did. But um, do you notice that, and maybe Asia's a different story, um, but do you notice with interracial relationships that um, there's sometimes more of a over fetishizing maybe the whiteness of, of one, one of you, or, or even the blackness. <clears throat> um, sounds like you guys do okay with it, but I feel like maybe sometimes, but overall, the I don't know, maybe the friends, the group of friends that we surround ourselves, they're very different, right? I don't know. We and we also like are very energetic, and we'll feel whatever energy people are giving us. So we're trying to be attracted to people that more, the more open-minded, not just. Right. I it from a fetish or the other. So would you say you surround yourself with an eclectic group of people and that helps the situation? I think, oh, <clears throat> or maybe like more people that will understand. Oh, okay. Or there's a, a lot of our friends are in an interracial relationship. Mm-hmm. Are some are some straight, gay. Um, I don't know, we have Latinos. We're missing the Asian. I guess, I, like <laughs> I guess it comes up more... Um, you know, yes, like I think it's great when you have friends of all different cultures, but when um, maybe this interracial question that I'm talking about comes up more when you're in an interracial relationship and in an open relationship, that if you are playing together, you're my, I, my point at the time, my answer was, well, I just think that people are drawn to who they're drawn to, regardless of, of color. I mean, you, you just kind of like, the dick gets hard for who you like. And my, the, the, the flack that I got for that was, Steve, you're ignoring the racial bias that actually mm-hmm. happens in our community that tends to put preferential treatment towards white people over black people or maybe how this in Asia perhaps they fetishize lighter skin over black skin and so I guess over based off I mean, of that I'm, location specifically that yeah. could have happened but I think like it sounds like from what he's have saying have you ever experienced just, that where I, mean, I would say I mean yes we can't you cannot know in your in your that part too you know I would say from the people that we surround ourselves no but or from you, the ward in New York City, yes, you know, like we're working in Chelsea, and I think my husband is gorgeous as fuck, and and he's like, oh my god, you didn't, you did you see how those white men were looking at you? <laughs> and I'm like, no, because. Yeah, I'm right. not that attracted to white men and I'm ignoring them. <laughs> I love it. And he's like, they're looking at you like they're gonna divorce you. And I was like, shit, that means they're not looking at you. And they don't think they are as attractive as I am. And it's weird. Which is fine. But did Which, he think that yeah. too? Or I think I think, it, it, I think I believe he thinks it's beautiful and gorgeous and he is. Right. And also when we're when we're together we draw a lot of attention. Right. Maybe because we're interracial and we keep smiling, smiling all the time. So usually the energy goes into the couple and not into one person or the other. So we are lucky in that way. Right. 
but that, I mean, the, you cannot not ignore the component of the fact that we are two different complexion. Correct. Even though there's one race, which is the human race, we are two different complexion, and people see that as well. Got it. Good wow. answer. I like that. Um, we did have a person that wrote into us that's on the newer end of exploring, and maybe you could help this person out. Okay. Um, sort of a long thing, but I'll be quick about it. He says, my name is Miguel, and I've been listening to the podcast. Okay, let me just get to the part where he asked. He was wondering if we would discuss um, about threesomes. He and his boyfriend are thinking of having one in the future, but I guess my only concern is how are the dynamics afterwards? We are monogamous, and I guess we are wanting to try something that has been a fantasy of ours. We have been together for six years. So a year shy of you two and your relationship, Luca, but um, they're maybe not as um, advanced, but they, how, what, any recommendations you could give to somebody just trying to? and. I would say probably like, um, well, be open-minded and have a, commu uh, have a good communication before it happened. Uh, one thing that we did was also um, tell to each other that doesn't matter what your dick will tell you, if you don't feel comfortable, you have the right to say enough is enough, that person need to leave. Oh, I love that, yeah, I do uh, that so I think that's so, very yeah. important that's awesome. to know yeah. that. Mm -hmm. um, and also doing uh, doing uh, from a position of uh, power. Uh, don't do it if your relationship is not healthy. Work on your relationship when it's not healthy. We actually so we talk about you know being monogamous. I mean I I do consider myself in, in an open relationship even when we are closing it. Uh, but one of the things that we do sometimes, uh, if we do feel that the relationship is not working the way the way that we want, we sort of close the relationship to other people and we make sure we focus on us. For a period of time. For a period of time. Right. So, but it seems like it's, you know, they seem to talk about it, it seems from a, they're coming from a very healthy spot and situation. Um, I have friends that choose, you know, a third person on the bar. I have friends, they put it out on Grindr and they say, we're looking for a partner. You know, someone is a little bit more open-minded and they would like to experience with a, with a couple. Right. Um, and communicate is was yeah. really what you and your partner have seemed to do from the get-go about lucky. what you wanted to, and it seems like you are continuously continuing that conversation all the time, right? And yeah. that's going to be probably the key as well is just talk to each other about what each other wants or would want to explore that's and kind of take it from there. But yeah, I think that's it. Like communicate and make sure you're both comfortable with that person. I would also say if you have a threesome, I, I would say, because I've only done it a few times and yeah. I don't love it, but I don't hate it, I think it's easier, like, you know, with a hookup, it's not hard to just get there, meet the person, and then just get into it, mm -hmm. but I think if you are having a third person, it's sometimes easier if you're like meet them at a bar for a drink or you they have a drink when they first come over and you guys just hang out maybe just a little bit before the sex starts yeah, that's really great. it helps ease into the dynamic of it being three people versus like you're on, two yeah. like show up and yeah, take your exactly. clothes off yeah. because it's very it could be I would imagine very awkward and any threesome I've had it hasn't been like you just get there and get right to it it's no. always somewhat easier to ease into it like we'll watch like a short show or something and just come Conversate together and then get right. into it after. Yeah, I like no, I that. Got, got to know him. I mean, 
also maybe find someone that's already in a relationship that know what the dynamic are. Yeah. That can be also like something a little bit easier than someone that is not into a relationship because they know what the open relationship is about and they'll be already like, okay, I'm already on your page. I know what you're trying to like do. Like the one that you guys had as yeah, your... Yeah, it was great. I love it. Before you go, um, you did talk about a party that you promote for. It's a nudist type party. What can you tell us about it? Uh, so it's called uh, No Cover NYC. No Cover NYC. Uh, There's the, a Facebook page that you have to try and join, you said? Yes, you had to, I think you had to request it. Okay. And then you um, you had to be approved and show that you're a nudist. Uh, so it's actually one of the few things that is now sexual. Oh, I like that. Life. What are some of the activities that <laughs> uh, you guys... So you usually do like, it's basically like meeting on Grinder without Grinder. So you had three and a half hour of happy hour. Usually uh, it's in um, a brownstone or in a house. And, uh, you know, you got 60 to 70 people coming over. Uh, all naked. You don't have your phone. You check your clothes. Because where are you going to put it? Uh, <laughs> exactly. And you just have a nice conversation with whoever is in front of you, and everybody had to, ended up to have a great time. Sounds like speed dating. With, with it's sort of like a speed dating, <laughs> but naked. And a lot of people ended up to have a good time. Also, in DC, you said too, right? In DC too, uh, they're doing way more party than we are. Uh, we're not as advanced as they are. But also, it's nice if someone wants to have sex. We all live in Brooklyn or Manhattan or Queens. So you can arrange that. Number, you can arrange that. Get a phone number. Uh, sometimes some of the hosts will, you know, hint about something, but for the most part, right. When it the happy hour is over, yeah, it's over. I love it. I love it. Can we follow you, or you want to keep? Uh, yeah, you can follow me on uh, Instagram if you like, and That's it's uh, Bushwick05. Bushwick like the neighborhood. Zero five. <laughs> Zero five. All right. I love it. Luca, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for doing the show. I mean, you really enlightened us on popper training and opened up about your relationship, which was awesome. I learned a lot. Did yeah, you? definitely. Thank you. Yeah, it was a pleasure, boys. Cool, cool. And we will look for you in the city. Any bars you want to mention that you are performing at? or uh, we... We're going to be, um, I think it's in August, actually. We're going to be at the Deep End on August 3rd. Deep and, End, okay. Uh, it's in Bushwick. And we're doing a burlesque, burlesque show. I love burlesque. Oh, so we'll have to go. Yes. So it's a burlesque, but it's also like video of some thick guys, Ooh, some Skinner we love that. We're doing a great, great job with that. Hi. Well, thank you so much for thank doing you. the show. And as always, Jeremy Russell, was thank you. Yes, no problem. Continue following us on all social media at Talk About Gay Sex. And in the meantime, we continue having hot, hot gay, gay sex. sex. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard, 
So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.